Welcome to the View in Your Mirror podcast. We are your hosts, Lisa Rubin and Katie Harms. From new moves to tried and true strategies, we'll dissect the ways in which clothing and a little organization can and does affect your daily life. Come along as we hope to inspire, engage, and shape your rituals as well as your shapewear. Hey, Lisa Rubin, how are you today? I'm good, Katie Harms. What part of the world are you in? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This whole new technology. We is it that new or is it just new to us? We can record our podcast from anywhere. And we're going to talk about travel. So it's kind of perfect, don't you think? I think it is perfect. And this is a podcast that has been requested several times by many people. And now yeah, that it's and now that everyone can kind of start traveling again, or maybe not kind of, there are people traveling again. Oh, are there yeah. people that haven't gone anywhere in two years and they've booked their first trip? I think this is a perfect time to do a podcast on traveling. I think you're right. We alluded to a little bit on our podcast with Pam Borton, and she, of course, knows quite a bit about travel. And as a executive coach, I'm sure she does a lot of that as well still. And I know there are a lot of people that have continued to travel, but what's interesting is People don't realize what they don't know until they learn it. And you have such great suggestions that are really simple things that people can do. They just take some time and preparation. So I think that's, that's really the important thing, right? Yeah, actually, um, you know, I do a lot of things with my clients, but this whole piece is a piece that um, I get the emergency calls for. And, Interesting. you know, especially right now in the last two weeks, I have gotten so many emergency phone calls. I got an interesting one yesterday, which I do do this, but I have a client who has a trial out of state and it's a two week trial and she needs me to help her pack for every single day of the trial. Wow. Okay. Now we talked about the luggage actually in a post on social media. And we can hit on that again, but I would strongly encourage people to look for the luggage post on our Instagram site, because we'll literally talk about the types of luggage and uh, give us some really quick brands, just your favorite luggage to use. And maybe what we have to do before that is we have to qualify what kind of a trip you're taking, right? We have to qualify what kind of a trip you're taking and how you like to pack. So you categorize really three main types of trips. You're either going for business, you're going for pleasure, or you're going for a combo. Right. And, with, and within that, then you have to talk about how long is the trip? Are you going to do this in a carry-on or are you going to be checking luggage? Exactly. So all of those things, and we'll kind of touch on each one. So um, back to this client of mine who has this two-week trial, and she has to decide every day what she's going to be wearing. And it's very important what she is going to be wearing, of course, for opening statements, closing statements. So again, that's a different kind of packing, but it's something that really stresses out my client because if she isn't dressed appropriately for this trial, she's not going to do her best work, which I talk about all the time. So that's just a little example of a business work trip. But business work trips, I think, for women 
can be very stressful to pack because depending on what they're doing, if they're just going to a conference and they're the participant, that's an easier thing to pack. But if you're going to be doing the speech, if you're going to be part of a presentation, trial, et cetera, et cetera, you really have to think about how you're going to pack. And the thing that I suggest to people is that you take out and you decide how many days you're going to be gone and you go each day and how many different outfits you need to change for each day. And once you make that decision, then start looking at the clothes. Don't go in your closet and start pulling a bunch of stuff out and think, oh, I think I'll wear this. I think I'll wear this. I think I'll wear this. If you break it down and you go day by day and how many outfits you need, sometimes you can repeat a jacket. You definitely are going to repeat your shoes. You can definitely repeat a pair of pants. And it actually, it's almost like a puzzle and it works out better. And that's how I help my clients, you know, pack for a work trip. And how much time realistically should someone give to the pre-planning of this? Because this is the pre-planning. And like all things, the amount of time you spend on the pre-planning will give you better results. This is not one of the areas. I'm a shoot from the cuff kind of person. We all know that. Oh, really? Katie, I didn't know that. I know it drives you absolutely (laughs) nuts. And, you know, there are a lot of years I spent packing for things the night before throwing things into a bag and then getting frustrated. And it would take me twice as long as it probably would have. I could have used that same amount of time if I would have sat down and thought about it, mapped it out, looked in my closet, hung some things up. If you have a well-organized closet, you can hang some things up, decide what you're going to do. And then even you even, you started me on this and it was brilliant. I, I took a trip to Europe and you helped me pack for the whole thing. And you had me take pictures of every day. I laid them out on the bed. That's and exactly you had what me I was take say. pictures yeah. of everything, which I mean, it's so simple. Again, it's that pre-planning time. So how much time would you devote to that step? If you're doing it by yourself and not with me? Yes. <laughs> That's different. Um, I would not tell everybody you- can call you though, Lisa. <laughs> right. I know. So I would tell you that you need to be in the right headspace. You need to plan. I tell people a week before you're going to leave so that you don't have that rush feeling like you got to get this done. And I would tell you it's going to be a good two hours if you're taking a week or longer trip. And that makes so much sense because in that two hours, then you're making sure all the things you want to wear, you might have something at the dry cleaners you forgot. Or you might have something in the laundry that needs to come out and then be set aside so you don't wear it. Exactly. So So then you write a little post-it note and you say black blouse at cleaners will be part of this outfit. And you're also in a different headspace. So you're able to organize it a lot better. Then you have that whole week to, if I tell people to go put it in a different place and you walk by it 8,000 times and you think, ah, I don't know, but you have the time to do that. And then when it's time to pack, if you're ready to go, and then we're going to talk about how to pack. I mean, packing is going to take you maybe 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah, that's true. And also thinking about what happens on the other end, when you get to your destination, how much easier it is in the morning when you go, oh, I'm wearing this today, as opposed to what do I feel like? Do I feel like I'm, you've given it 
you know, and obviously you're going to want to have maybe a couple of flex pieces in case you're not feeling so great about this or that or whatever. But wow, it sure, it sure helps to be that organized on the front end. And the other thing that everybody's going to relate to, and I'm going to, hopefully, I wish I could see everyone smirk or laugh or smile, <laughs> is that if you do it the night before and you throw everything in a suitcase, what happens when you get to the destination? You think, oh my God, I hate everything. And then you go out and do retail therapy. First of all, you don't think that you can even put the clothes back in your suitcase because you packed it full of stuff that you probably don't even want to wear. And then you go buy more stuff. And half of that stuff, maybe you'll wear it once and then you'll bring it home and it's an eyesore in your closet. So all of that helps if you plan ahead of time. It's just... Again, simple. Again, you're saving money. You're saving money. You're saving money. You're saving time in the long run. So why don't more people do it? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 this is one category over and over and over again that I, again, get the most clients calling me for me to help them. And there's so many of my clients that do a lot of work, presentations, travel, I'm doing it with them all the time because I help them frame it and what they're wearing. And if the people that I help on a regular basis, I know where they're going and I know what they're doing. So I make sure they don't repeat the same thing over and over again, because some of them get photographed, some of them, you know, get videotaped. And so I'm the one, the voice in their head that said, no, you can't wear that again. So everyone's busy. Everyone's busy. And especially for a work trip, it's not so you can lay back and let your brain just relax, right? You're working. And so you have all this stuff that you have to do for work to get to where you're going, especially if you're planning a trial. The last thing you want to think about are your clothes. But if you don't like your clothes, you're not going to be the best at the trial, like I've said earlier. So those are all the things that people should just really think about. You know, we talk about efficiencies all the time. And if you're, if you're good at what you do and whatever that is, you have built in efficiencies right. to make more time for yourself. This is a built-in efficiency. I would say this deserves and requires a calendar invite to yourself. <laughs> a week before the trip, you block it out of your schedule, literally. And I know there are many busy people, busy moms, busy dads, trying to coordinate everything now, especially working from home. And now you may have a trip and then you've got the kids and you've got all of that. This, I think we need to reframe the thinking on it. If we don't like to do it, reframe it to it's two hours of time I get to spend with myself evaluating what I have and how I want to be for that business trip that I'm taking or that vacation trip that I'm taking so that when I get there, then everything can be in its place as far as my wardrobe. And I have more time to spend either on the business of business that I'm there to do or the business of vacationing, if that's what you're doing. Right. And, you know, let me add, um, we'll get to it actually, but how about when you're taking a vacation and you have to pack for all your children? You know, that again, 
is not the night before or the day before to do, because if you can plan ahead of time and start putting piles aside, because if you have young children, they're not gonna bother the piles. If you have teenagers and you ask for them to pack themselves, you still have to go, do you have a swimsuit? Do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? And then you have to pack for yourself. So taking that extra time, at least a week in advance, which I always did, I always had the suitcases set up and I started putting stuff in piles right next to the suitcase. When you're ready to pack, the packing doesn't take very long. It's well, deciding what you're going to put in the suitcase that takes the longest time. And if you're fortunate enough to be vacationing in a warm climate, if you live in a, in a colder climate in the winter, then that can be a fun process with your kids to say, how excited are you? We're going on vacation. Let's do this together so you kids can start getting in the habit of being prepared for this type of thing. So maybe you send your child in ahead of time to say, okay, I want you to pick out three, four of your favorite things that you like to wear in the summertime so that then you don't get to the other end. And we all have been through this, right? With, I don't want to wear that. It doesn't matter what you pick out of the closet. I know I, I used to, with my kids when they were little, put three things on their bed. And they were three things that I liked that worked. And then they got to pick. And a lot of time, and even now I look at my grandkids, they do a very good job of picking out their own clothes. Sometimes they don't match, but who cares? Right. The other thing about it is when you ask them to do it, make sure that all the clothes that you're asking them to pick out fit them because they grow a lot. So you don't want, I had a, a good friend who took a trip asked her sons to pack. She was so busy that she just let them. She said, I don't care. It's a family trip, whatever they look like, I don't care. And then they showed up on the vacation and their pants were three to four inches too short. <laughs> One of them couldn't even button their pants. You know, it wasn't oh. a summer vacation. It was a Europe trip. Oh, and no. she was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And so they had to actually go out and buy pants, try to find pants for like a 10 and a 12 year old boy who are, you know, real thin in Europe so that they can get through their trip. So and they don't want to do it. The kids don't want to be there. Now you've wasted how much time. Right. So they, they need to try time. their clothes on first if it's a different season and make sure that it fits. So Prepare oh my that. gosh, that makes me laugh. In the Harms, in the Harms family, the rapid growth of my three daughters, we have pictures. We were just looking at one picture of, I think it was Danielle and Catherine waiting for the bus. Must have been middle school and elementary school, and Laura must have been in high school because she wasn't in the picture. And Catherine's pants were about three inches too short because she had grown that much in a very short amount of time. It was like, what happened? So, oh, that just brings back a lot of fun memories for me. But on a trip portion, you're absolutely right. And I can't think of how many times we, we went to Florida once and there was an unusual cold snap. So we had to buy jackets. But I could have, if I would have thought ahead of time or looked at the weather report ahead of time, I think I would have been a little smarter and had packed something so we would have saved that big chunk of change at Disney <laughs> trying to get warm clothing. All right, well, we move on, we move on. We've talked about, okay, I, I wanna talk about checked luggage versus carry-on. This is, I told the story of getting on a plane not too long ago and planes are packed, by the way, they are packed. 
I suppose, especially going to warmer climates and they're packed with a lot of families with kids going to see grandma and grandpa, but they're packed with business people. There was a woman who had two, what I would call totes, big round open topped totes that certainly fit the definition of carry on, but it couldn't have been comfortable for her either. And it was uncomfortable getting under the seat, one went up on top, but they're open on the top. So things are very accessible, I'm sure, but at the same time, it's easy to get your hand in there and grab whatever all you want, depending. And not very nice looking, if that makes a difference. And I don't mean that to be snotty, but I think, not even nice looking, maybe let's say not very efficient use of space and had to be difficult in her personal space to deal with. What are some tips and hints of what luggage should look like for a trip that you're, you're, you don't, you don't want to check baggage. Let's talk about a trip that you don't want to check baggage. You said before that you can take up to a week in that carry on. Right. So I think the uh, Briggs and Riley and the away suitcase for overhead um, that are on wheels are my two favorite. I think that you can be very organized within the suitcase to pack. And I think they fit really nice in the overhead unless you're taking one of those very small planes, but then you can't put it up there anyways. Um, I think that for carry on for the open tote bags, there are some very nice open tote bags. Um, the Jennifer Tatinelli one that I sell to a lot of my clients is you wouldn't believe what you can get in that. But that is shaped so that the opening, this was a barrel. When I talk yeah, about an yeah, open this, tote yes. bag. It was more like a cylinder. Yes. Yeah, I this mean, is packed to the gills. When you carry an open tote bag, you want it to be able to close up if you tuck it under your arm or whatnot. Right. And and you I call it the Mary security. Poppins bag because you can just keep putting stuff because it's very <laughs> soft and it just keeps you you wouldn't believe what you can get in it. But the Low and Sons bag, which has a secret zipper compartment on the bottom, which is my absolute favorite. It comes in three different sizes, but that's where I put my shoes. And that's where if other people are going to get that bag. You can put two, depending on your shoe size, you would not be able to put three pairs of <laughs> shoes. I would, but it's a good place to put even tennis shoes because tennis shoes take up a lot of room or a pair of booties, that type of thing. And then on the inside, you can put, you know, if it's a seven day trip, all your liquids and all the heavier stuff that are going to take up room in your suitcase, but it has a zipper. Um, and I would tell anybody, that you should try to be able to zip it up because a lot of the airplanes, you can't get that underneath the seat in front of you. And with the planes being packed, you have one space up there for your suitcase, and then you don't have any space for the carry-on. And that can be a problem. And a lot of flight attendants will say, I'm sorry, if you can't put that under your seat, we're going to have to check it. Well, you don't want to check that because that's usually all the stuff that you would need even for when you're traveling, your food, or if you have kids and their toys and things like that. Also, a backpack is really good. I, you know, there are several backpacks that are fantastic. Any nice size backpack, even a school backpack, and let your kids take all their own stuff unless they're babies, right? 
so that you're not carrying everything. Each person has a bag. So that's yeah, one thing that a, I would recommend. It's really an opportunity to start your kids off young, editing the things that they want to have with them on a trip. But the woman you saw on the airplane, clearly she was the night before Packer and she didn't take any time. I, I wouldn't even want to look at what her suitcase looks like. Well, and but, I thought about the one that was up because one of those barrel bags, think about a barrel bag, totally cylinder packed to the brims, probably 18 inches tall, maybe not even that tall. And so that's up with the other suitcases that are being turned on their side to get maximum. So you've now taken up more space width wise than if you have a, a carry on that turns on its side and tucks in there nicely. So I think one of the things and part of the thing is you have to think about other people in most things, but especially when you're traveling, because there is such a small space and you want to get there efficiently. You want to get into the plane and get seated efficiently. So this bag is probably smushed in. So now that soft-sided cylinder is being pushed and who knows what she has in there and who knows what's popping out the top. I didn't wait around to see what exactly was going on when, when we got off the plane, but I, I think that's a real, and it can't be comfortable. I think when you travel, you want to be comfortable. You even want to be comfortable. You have an idea of travel clothing. Airplane clothes, Katie, airplane clothes. I've always had airplane clothes, but my primary reason to have airplane clothes is airplanes are really dirty. And I didn't want to have clothes that then I went somewhere and I put them back in my you know, suitcase with everything else. And God knows. So I, I have everyone pick an airplane travel going to and an airplane, the same one coming home. And in between, I don't recommend wearing it again. I bring a special little bag. We put the airplane clothes in there. We take them out when we're ready to come home. And that is my recommendation. That's what I've done for years and years and years. Um, and it's depending on where you're going, if you're going from cold to hot or hot to cold, right? You want to put your heaviest stuff on, on the airplane. It's always cold on an airplane. And that outfit takes up, won't take up any room in your suitcase because you're always wearing it on the airplane. Again, the shoes. So your heaviest shoe is what you should wear on the plane. I mean, of course they have to be comfortable, but then you don't ever have to pack them. Totally makes sense. So we're going to take a little travel discussion break, Lisa, and talk about Rustica Bakery. What was the last thing you got at Rustica? The double chocolate cookie. <laughs> double, I think it's called the double chocolate cookie. I only allowed still- myself one. I bought, I literally bought just one because they come in the little bag of six. That's a really dangerous concept. It's a favorite family dessert when we're doing something special because there is nothing like those warm. And if you put a little dollop of ice cream on them, you put a little varnish on the top, decadent enough on their own. But really, if you want to have something yummy that takes no time at all, that's one of the favorite things to do. I've done an ice cream sandwich. Oh, take two cookies and then put a little dollop of ice cream and squish it together and then freeze it. That is an awesome idea. Listen, Rustica has two locations. One is Kitty Corner from Whole Foods next to Punch Pizza by 
Bidet and Nakaska. And the other is in Southdale, right on the side by Lifetime Fitness. Both have ample parking for in and out. They have a great website, rusticabakery.com. You can plan what you want to get. You can pre-order bakery items, go pick them up. It is simple and wonderful and well worth giving yourself a decadent or not so decadent treat, depending on what you're in the mood for. They have a lot of great ones. So we love Rustica Bakery and we know you will too, rusticabakery.com. Okay, back to talking travel. What are the components that need to be in everyone's travel bag? For every trip, I think everybody needs to take a plastic laundry bag, or you can buy a fancy one if you want, just for your socks, your underwear, all of the stinky, smelly, dirty things that you are not going to throw in your suitcase with your clean clothes. You don't and like the bag that they have hanging in the in most uh, hotel rooms? Yes, you can use that, but sometimes they're very small. And then you have, depends what length the trip. I mean, if it's three to four day trip, of course you can take that one. But I always have one in my suitcase because you just never know. You could have a wet swimsuit that you're coming home with. You know, there's a lot of things that if you're traveling with more than one person, they only give you yeah, one bag. That's true. That And my husband gets to it first all the time. So sometimes yes. I'll just throw my clothes in his bag and fill it up fast just to be, you know. <laughs> Listen, one of the best things I ever did once though, and I don't know why I haven't repeated it much and thinking about it now, you know, those bags that you put things in and then you roll them and take all the air out of them. And so they can press down. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about that, Katie, because that's how you pack your clothes. Okay. Well, those for the laundry on the way back is not a bad idea either. Well, absolutely. You can do that. That's one of the <laughs> plastic bags. So let's get into that. So how do you pack your clothes? Right? Right. Right. What's the most efficient way to pack? And the most efficient way to pack is rolling your clothes. I talked a little bit about this in two other podcasts very briefly, but I'm going to get a little more into it now. Um, you go, so girl. pants, you can't roll. They just take what? up too much you, they take up too much space. So my suggestion is you always take your pants and you fold them in half and you put them. So if you have like the away suitcase, you put them on each side. So they're kind of equal on each side. And the other thing that's very hard to roll. So you lay them down first on each side. Yes. Gotcha. And then if you have any blazers, leather jackets, things that are jackets to roll a jacket will take up more space. So I suggest that you take a dry cleaning bag, you put it over the jacket, and then you fold it in half and you take the arms and you fold the arms like you're crossing your arms on a jacket. And Wait, so, now, so you do this all after you've put the dry cleaning bag on it. Yes. And then you fold it in half Got so it. that, and then you lay those on top of the pants. Got it. Because one thing that I learned years ago, years ago by a specialist actually, is the more compact your suitcase is, the less your clothes will wrinkle. Okay. So if you have more space in your luggage, well, if you roll your clothes, that won't happen because you're compacting all of that in a Ziploc bag. But the things that are not in a bag, you want to make sure that they're on the bottom so that they stay tight and they don't move. Okay. People make a mistake by putting their shoes on the bottom. Don't put your shoes on the bottom. Put your shoes on the sides or the top. Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah, I learned this too, because 
if you put them on the bottom, there's a lot of wasted space in between them. And exactly. All of that. Exactly. And if you put them, if you put them on the top, there's still a an amount. Well, first of all, you should put your shoes in shoe bags if you're putting them anywhere near your clothes. Right. Well, that but I was they will, talk about. They will. I'm beating you to the punch. You. They will push down. That will push down in your luggage when you bring it together. You right. Exactly. That room. Yeah. Exactly. Everything else you roll. Everything else. And I suggest the hefty two and a half gallon. Ziploc bags if you don't want to buy packing cubes. You can buy very nice packing cubes that do the same thing um, if you prefer. And the two that I really like are the ones from the Away company that does the Away suitcases or Briggs and Riley packing cubes. And they come in all different sizes. They have air so that you can let out all the air. Um, and I like both of those. But the no, two Let's talk about that for a second, though, because they're not necessary. They're the packing cubes are not perfect if you pack them really tight because that doesn't give you a lot of room to let the air out. Exactly. So, but some people prefer packing cubes. I do not. I tell everyone to use Ziploc baggies, and you're not wasting all this plastic because if they don't rip when you Ziploc back and forth. I just keep them in my suitcase and I reuse them over and over and over again. So that's why I always suggest the Ziploc baggies. I think the and other reason for that, because I've had the cubes and I use them less and less because you can tend to overpack with them as well. And then you have so much stuff. Your bag is heavier than it needs to be because you think you're compressing it. So you get more in, but if you're doing this right, you don't need to. So you're doing the plastic bags to, compartmentalize but you don't necessarily need to take the air out of them so okay sorry that was just my interjection okay we like interjection <laughs> um so let's talk about rolling so i label each bag top shorts workout clothes bra underwear socks and i just keep them in my suitcase and i reuse them like i said but you want to roll each thing and then just lay them in there and line them all up. Depending on what size you are, you might need more bags, right? But take advantage of the sides of the, you know, roll them up first vertically. And then there might be room on the side to put one more in horizontally. Mm -hmm. And you want to pack it pretty tight. And then you want to Zip it up halfway, take all the air out, and then finish zipping it up. And then you just lay them all in your suitcase. Done. Put your up. shoes on top and close it up. Now, if you were organized, if it's a seven-day trip, obviously you're not going to bring more than you need, right? Because you have already taken that extra time to organize what you're going to wear each day or potentially each day. If you have seven days and you're going to change twice, you've already thought about that. So when you start packing, all you're doing is packing what you've decided you're going to bring. You're not throwing, oh, I got extra room now. So I'm going to throw in three more t-shirts. I'm not telling you to do that. So if your t-shirt bag has a lot of room left, then throw in something with the t-shirts, you know, so you know what they are. But the beauty of it is when you get to a location, some people don't like to put their clothes in you know, drawers or places that everyone else has been, right? You just take those bags out, 
You lay them on top of the bag. You look at them and go, oh, what am I going to wear today? You look at your phone, you see your picture, and you take out what you need. You zip up the bags, you put them back in your suitcase. Brilliant. All right. There's two things that we still need to talk about. One is how do you edit your clothes? Obviously, you're doing this a couple weeks ahead, a week ahead, whatever. What's the mindset to properly edit your wardrobe for a trip? Well, if you're going, let's, we've talked a lot about business stuff. So let's talk about a vacation, right? You don't need three pairs of jeans to go on a vacation. You don't need three pairs of black pants to go on a vacation. If you're going to bring a couple really cute dresses, you, if you're going on a seven day vacation, you don't need seven dresses. You can probably repeat a dress more than once. I would obviously bring more than one dress. If you're going to repeat, you know, you could spill, you could do something right. So I think what I tell people is if you're going on vacation, pick all of your favorite things, pick everything that you love wearing. That's comfortable. You are probably going to eat more than you normally eat at home. So you might be feeling bloated or whatever. So pick things that you're comfortable in and that you feel good in and put those in your suitcase because those are the things you're going to want to wear and feel good in. And then think about the days and think about repeating and think about how ease of packing and ease of space. And do you have a washing machine or not? So if you have access to what, especially if you have your kids with you, if, if you have access to a washing machine, then don't pack for seven days, like pack for four days and anything that can be washed and you're willing to rewear again, wash it. Then you're going to have more room in your suitcase for if you do find a couple of things that you might like. The one thing is people are say, oh my God, Lisa, how am I going to pack my hat? Your sun hats, right? Mm-hmm. So depending on what the hat is or a baseball cap, I always tell people a baseball cap to put it in the corner of your suitcase and then put something in the cap whether it's your socks or underwear in a little bag. So it doesn't move. It stays still, but you're using the space of the cap. If you have a hat that can fold completely flat, you know, lay that down at the bottom of your suitcase. Don't do it on the top where the shoes are and everything else, because that's when it's going to get all wrinkled up and not look good when you take it out. So more and more women are bringing hats on vacation. And that's something that they should think about when they're packing. Let's just say you're going on a trip. You are going to check your luggage. Do you suggest that in their carry-on, they still take something to wear? Yes. So if you are taking a trip where you know that either you're going to change planes or let's say you're going to go to Europe, you're going to go somewhere outside of the United States. I always tell somebody to pack two days of underwear, you know, bras, socks, and clothing, and make sure you have another pair of shoes in your carry-on, just in case your luggage gets lost. And, and your suitcase, and your uh, swimsuit if you're going somewhere warm. One swimsuit. swimsuit if you're going somewhere warm. I do recommend that. Or if you have, you know, a baby or you have a child, make sure you have everything they need for two days. And don't ever pack your medication ever always have that on you. That's a mistake people make. They do. And I think they make it because they pack it in their carry on and then the plane is full, depending on when they're getting on, they have to check their bags. So it ends up getting checked below. 
And so your medications should always go in a carry-on that you know will never get put in the base of the plane. Right. And there's right. a really great duffel bag that I haven't mentioned. I don't actually know how to pronounce it, but it's F-U-L. It's not real expensive. It is fantastic. And it has a hard bottom zipper compartment that I use all the time. And that's where I lay everything that I don't roll in bags. And it, it has, you can roll it. It has two side areas that you can stick all of your bottles. Cause you're going to check this duffel bag. It comes in two sizes and you're I stick check all, it? no, it's a duffel bag. If you're going to okay. check your luggage, if you check your luggage, okay. It's got a it. duffel bag, F-U-L. Okay. Um, but it's a duffel bag that you carry a, on the plane or no, a duffel bag no, no, that you check. It's a duffel bag. You're going to check. Got it. By F-U-L. Got it. Full. It's fantastic. Say, and it has two side areas. You can put all your liquids. And then when you're coming home from your trip where you're, you have less liquids, you can put all your dirty clothes on both of those sides. I just love that you get so excited about this. I mean, this is a podcast where we're talking so people can't see you, but you're just like lighting up like, I love being disorganized even when I come home, which is fabulous. Well, we're end. Just a second, Katie. You said coming home. Nobody likes to come home from a vacation, right? It's overwhelming. It's stressful. It's back to reality, right? But if you... When you go home, if you pack, if you're organizing your packing, when you come home, when you get home, you have less you have to do. That's so true. And it's easier to take the luggage out or the dirty clothes out and put them right in the laundry. So very true. Organization exactly. helps you all the way through. All right. Well, we talked hats. So we did the top. We're going to end with the bottom. Let's talk shoes. People tend to overpack and bring too many shoes. Well, when you talk about people, women's favorite things, everyone has like a million shoes they want to take. Oh, I really like this one. And oh, I want to take this one. And I love when I'm wearing this one. If it's a seven day trip and you are not going to check your luggage, here's what I tell people. You need a walking workout shoe, depending on where you're going, right? Or a hiking shoe. So if you're going to go hiking, you maybe be able to use a hiking shoe and not the walking shoe or wear one on the plane. If it's a warm climate, you want one really great sandal, and then you want one covered toe shoe. That's minimal. Sandals, flip-flops, they take up no room in your suitcase. So if you want to add a couple more shoes and you know you're going to be able to wear them and it's not going to be too cold, pack those. Unless you're someone that won't wear flats and you have to have heels, then you have to figure out how that sandal is going to fit in your luggage because the heel does take up room. That is exceptional advice. And here's the deal. When you come home, you'll still have all your pretty shoes that you didn't take with you to wear for something else. Or you have room to buy a new pair of shoes if you're somewhere. Oh, that's true. We really didn't talk about that. But if you give yourself a little bit of flex space in your luggage and you do find something that you just can't pass up, you've got the option. Or if you're taking a European vacation, which now people are going to start doing, Nothing wrong with buying a suitcase over there and putting all of your new stuff in the suitcase and checking it and flying home with it. That's true. If it's a shorter trip, I actually have, Toomey does a, a fold up tote bag 
that. Right, but then you have to carry that on the plane. So if you already have a carry-on, now you have another carry-on, then you're going to look like that lady that came on the plane, Katie. Well, <laughs> I will never look like that lady that came on the plane, Lisa. I know, never say never, right? But if your carry-on, if you can put the things that were in your carry-on in the tote so that you can pack your carry-on and now check your carry-on, you've also, see, sometimes I'm thinking ahead. Sometimes you are. No, that's true. No, Tumi does make a nice one. There's a lot of companies that make those type of bags. There are. Mine just happens to be Tumi. Listen, I, I'm, I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited to pack and go somewhere. Well, <laughs> you're, pack. you're, you're packing up everywhere because you're moving well, houses true. and not moving houses. And you do a lot of packing, Katie. <laughs> well, it's been interesting, even checking myself as, as I'm going through the process of packing to see how much stuff I've collected in the amount of time that we've lived in this home and what I've gotten rid of. And it is a constant process, even for the most organized of us. Hey, Lisa, the last thing we wanna do before closing is talk about our nonprofit that we're focusing on for this episode. And that nonprofit is Columbus Children's Foundation. And the mission is driven by the urgency to accelerate equitable access to the most effective gene therapy solutions for children with ultra rare genetic diseases. We are talking ultra, ultra rare. And they're an international childhood rare, rare disease fund. And they're, they're working on life-saving medicine, no matter where a child lives in the world. They develop the gene therapy treatments in partnership, but they help fund travel for families to ensure that their child has access to treatments that can save their lives. Columbuschildren.org is the website and they are someone that you need to check out. And when we talk about ultra rare, we mean ultra rare. They're doing a, a fundraiser. They have these beautiful bracelets. I don't have mine on right now. A cute little bracelet that everyone's wearing with words on it. And they introduced the first one and I think it says rare and it's on black beads. And this one that has come out, I believe is hope and it's on a pink, pink beads and they're really lovely. And for a donation, you can get a hold of one of those. So check out Columbus Children's Foundation, columbuschildren.org and give whatever you can give. Lisa can be found if you want to get directly to her. Lisa, what's your email? Lisa at wardrobeconsulting.net. And your website is wardrobeconsulting.net. And I am Katie at katieharms.com. And my website is katieharms.com. Easy peasy for both of us. Again, we are at theviewinyourmirror.com. And we can be heard on many podcast platforms. We're happy to have you along. And feel confident when you look in the mirror because you are the best you you're going to be. And happy traveling. Until next time.